Are you an attractive person? Now, I don't mean physically, but personality-wise. We're going to be talking about seven unattractive personalities this week on episode 63 of the dog chomping on a stick and clanky stove edition of the Relax Mail. Welcome to Relaxed Mail, a podcast that helps men change their relationship with themselves. I am your host, Brian, and I am a men's life and mindset coach who is here to help you understand that you don't have to suffer at your own expense. You can live your dream, and I encourage you to set, then pursue your goals. So join me as I change the mindset and attitudes of men so that they can be the leaders of their families and their destinies. Hey man, hello and welcome to Relaxed Mail. So this week we're going to be talking about uh, attractive personalities. And by doing that, by juxtaposing the seven different types of personalities people really actually don't like. And But before we do that, I wanted to jump in and welcome any of my new listeners. Uh, guys, I appreciate y'all listening, or girls, actually a few women I know that uh, listen to the show. And I wanted to say thank you for taking the time to listen. And if you are new, I want to take a quick moment to explain what the show is about. The show is about men. How, why do men, why do men need the relax mail? Well, because we tie ourselves up. We are so caught up in society and trying to make sure that we fit in with society. And we got a lot of men who sit there and dance from one foot to the other, trying to figure out what are we, or I'm, I can't be a, a toxic masculine uh, type of guy. I, I can't be this type of guy. I can't be that type of guy. And everything seems to be going, I mean, from the courts to, to even just acting like a normal guy these days seems to be wrong. And so we get ourselves all worked up and we start to sacrifice ourselves for the sake of, of society. And that's just flat out not a way to actually to live. And so I'm helping men to understand how to, how to relax, how to accept their masculinity, be, uh, be grateful for their masculinity because our masculinity is the direct opposite of what our, uh, what our, uh, the, woman of society is we have to have the man male and female uh strengths to be able to build a a good strong and happy society but so many of us are so caught up with helping each other or helping our family work for our family that we actually lose our dreams our hopes our aspirations and one of the important things for being able to relax is to be able to know who to actually look out for because there's some personalities out there that just don't mesh with us. And that's why we're talking about whether or not you're an attractive person or not. But if this is your first time listening to the show, and I, again, I want to thank you. If you have any, uh, if you hear anything on here that just really rings a bell to you or makes you think of a person who could uh, benefit from this information, Please share this, uh, share this podcast episode out. Uh, most podcatchers these days have a share button. Just hit it and share it out to your friends, your family through messenger. Um, everybody that you bring in, uh, that you share this with helps to grow the audience. And 
one thing I'd like to do each week is do the question of the week. Now, the question of the week is brought to you by the Brotherhood of Men, and this is the only sponsor that I have for the show. And it's my men's group, the Brotherhood of Men. It's This is a men's group that meets once a week, and it allows for men to discover what their dreams are, go for those aspirations. If they're wanting to lose weight, this well, this group actually helps you to go through the process of losing weight, understand why you're, you're failing at losing weight. If you're trying to start a business again, we can, we, we are able to do that. We're able to help you to become, um, to understand the, the obstacles that you're actually running into, to understand the, the pitfalls that you're going to face. We do that by lifting each other up. Iron sharpens iron is a common phrase that you often hear about masterminds. And this is a kind of a group coaching slash mastermind, uh, setup where I'm not just there just talking at you the whole time. You're going to have a chance to be able to sit in uh, the hot seat and you're going to have express what, uh, your big obstacle is that you're facing and that you're trying to get over. And everybody in the, in the group is actually going to have a chance to be able to help you. It is not just me just talking for a solid hour, hour and a half. No, it's you're doing the talking. The rest of the guys are doing the talking. I'm pointing, doing, giving pointers at the same time. And so with that, every man is invested in making sure that every other man succeeds at what their goals and dreams and hopes and aspirations are. So if you're interested, you can go to relaxmail.com forward slash brotherhood and fill out the, uh, the application. And I'll, from there, I'll be getting a hold of you and we'll talk a little bit and see how well of a fit you actually are. Because sadly, not everybody is meant for, is a good fit for the brotherhood of men. Um, some guys want to come in and they're just not, uh, they just don't want to be coached. They're non-coachable. They think they, they want to come in and just complain and gripe. And that's not going to, that's not going to work here. You can't just be a complainer. You can't be, as you're going to see in here, an asshole. These are people that I keep an eye out, an eye out for when we are, when I'm bringing new people in. So these are people that I, for the Brotherhood of Men, uh, when we talk about the seven unattractive people in society, will uh, will be. I want to be able to make sure that these types of people don't make it in because then it degrades the the energy of the of the whole group. So, but anyhow, now with the question of the week, what I normally do is uh, each week I. Uh, take a question that somebody sends to me and I give my answer to it. This week, uh, was talking with Andrea Fitz, uh, Fitzpatrick and she actually asked a really good question. I went ahead and asked her, I was like, mind if I share this on the podcast for the question of the week? And she said, absolutely. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's who we have for our, our question this week is, is Andrea Fitzpatrick. And she asked, I wonder, do you know or have contact with anyone that helps Single parents pull in missing element of a mother father energy in a parenting or as a, uh, in parenting as a single parent or co-parent. So sadly, a lot of day, a lot of times these days, the parent, one parent has the kids and the other one gets to visit them once a week. And there, when that happens, you're pulling away one of the most important aspects 
of the uh, of a child raising a child because believe it or not, the mother isn't the most important uh, caretaker of the uh, of the family. Yes, she is traditionally home with the kids all day. She's one who provides. She makes the food and all that. And our 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 court system is still set up as if women stay home all the time while the men are often out, you know, working They're They leave every day to go hunt down the dragon, uh, slay the dragon, drag it home to provide the food. But that's not always uh, the case these days. So a lot of times you'll have a single mother who has got raising three boys and so she's out doing, uh, she's out, you know, working two jobs, trying to make sure that she's bringing in enough money for, to be able to feed the, those, those boys, especially when they hit teenage years, they will each out of house and home and eat the neighbors out of their house and home if you give them a chance. But when you, when you're doing, uh, when you have just a single parent, cause sadly, a lot of times, especially in some of the poor neighborhoods, the dad gets, you know, Either the dad has been uh, arrested and is in jail or um, just doesn't isn't having anything to do with the kids. And so these boys miss out on a lot of the masculine teachings that fathers provide. Same goes for dads who have uh, who are raising their daughters. So for whatever reason, say mom is. On drugs and dad has actually one custody of the children and mom is just, you know, off doing her thing and has no contact with, with the daughters. Well, that girl needs to know how to be a girl by, you know, by the teachings of a, of a feminine role model. Same as boys. We need masculine role models so that they know how to behave. In society, and that's a lot of the what the problem is. I think that's actually where the root of the whole toxic masculinity thing come from, is because you have a lot of fatherless sons who have no actual role model, masculine role model as their as their guide. And so, what they end up doing is they turn to the sixteen year old who has didn't have a father who didn't have a guide and thinking that's how you're supposed to act as a man. And no, you can, that's how you can act as to use a common word we use down here in the South, a heathen. You're just a, that's where a lot of the juvenile delinquents come from. They don't have that father role model, masculine role model in their, in their life. And so it's a lot like the, uh, there was a, and I've told this story before, but it still such, it fits so well. Um, when you, there was, uh, I, I forget exactly. I think it was in like the 1990s. There was a case of an instance where there was, uh, on an African preserve, a bunch of rhinoceroses that were just being killed, killed just to be killed. And they were trying to figure out what was going on. And they found out that it was a pack of juvenile male elephants that were going around and, and just causing havoc. They were causing chaos. They were these juvenile delinquents. And what had happened before that is they were trying to make sure that they gave, um, 
the other preserves a bit more uh, genetic diversity. So I took the older, more experienced uh, male elephants and bull elephants out of the uh, out of the the herds and moved them to other to other herds ar- um, around in the Africa and uh, the continent of Africa to other places in in the co- the different countries and things like that. And so these juvenile elephants didn't have any role model. They didn't didn't have any anybody to look up to and so they just decided started doing their own thing. But once they once the uh they realized the park uh rangers figured out what was going on, they went back and grabbed those male elephants, reintroduced them back into the herd, and within just a month or two the killings had stopped because those dominant bull elephants were able to come in and, you know, essentially whack the kid on the top of the head with his trunk and say, dude, stop being a jackass. Boys need male influences, same as girls need female uh, influences. But also, just to let you know, if you are a dad who's got a bunch of boys and you are got three boys in your family and no wife, you need to actually find a female influence for the boy also, because boys need to also learn about empathy. They learn about, um, about other parts. So this guy's just really can't teach that well. Yeah. We're, we can teach you how to, how to shave, tell you, and teach you about all the, you know, weird changes that your body's going to go through. But when it comes to emotionally speaking, we, you need the, the, woman in your in your life and the same way with uh moms with a bunch of girls they actually need to have a male role model in their life to show them one how a man actually treats a woman so that they know when they come up and they see you know billy Durkler show up and he's got you know his pants hanging off his butt and he's got a hat on on sideways and unshaven for th- four days and and a uh a ratted up t-shirt. Yeah, that may be the style, but if she, she knows if she wants to be treated nicely, he would take the time to actually dress himself up, take, take those whiskers off, be a presentable gentleman instead of just a thug walking around on the street. So there's you both sides. Any type of kid needs both influences. Boys need the masculine and the feminine the same as the girls need a masculine and a feminine to deny them that is actually a is to do harm for the kids now i know you got feminists who just say that men are out for nothing more than just to to rape everybody and anybody and honestly no that's the farthest thing from it because the vast majority of men actually know what type of travesty and what type of of harm that actually does because you're actually removing a chance for the woman to actually make a choice and to, to take that choice of her body away from her is, is a horrible thing and is one of the biggest crimes out there. So where do you find a, a role model of the opposite sex? There's several places you can go. Yeah. There's different. One is your community, your, your neighborhood. If you, um, sadly, most of us don't 
be uh, don't talk uh, with our neighbors. We don't know our neighbors that well. And it actually would do you good if you were to go just next door, knock on the door and go, hey, I know we've been living together or side by side for the past 10 years, but I have no idea who you are. I would like to introduce myself. I'd like to get to know you and get to know and get to understand who your neighbors are and come to appreciate why uh, them as the as the people of your of your neighborhood. So, you know, who are the people of your neighborhood? You know, find, follow that song. Another place is, and again, people, a lot of people these days like to try to freak out about this, but I would also say the church. Yeah, are there weirdos in the church? Well, yeah, sadly, there are. There are people who have been in uh, positions of power who have abused that power. Again, we're human. It's There are women who have abused their, their power just as much as men have abused their power, but not everybody in the church is corrupt and very rarely are even pastors in the church corrupt. Yeah. Those that uh, are, they make the biggest splash on the news because the news is very anti-church. But if you were to talk to them and go, Hey, I need to see if there's a fine, I need to find a, a mentor for my son. If you're, if your child is, you know, in the means of the, from about 12 to 18 or 19, there's that's a whole area where kids need to have a mentor in their life. Now, if the father takes that mentorship, so uh, most of the time. But if the dad's not in the picture, then you know you've got to be you. You need to find a, a mentor for them to actually have someone to talk to, to gain knowledge from, and to understand how to act. A lot of times, coaches are great with that. They should teach kids. Hey, there's a time and a place for things. And that's what uh, the male role model does. They show them there's a time, there's a place for being, uh, for crying. Out in the middle of the battle is not the time to, to cry. But, <laughs> anyhow, so you, when it comes to finding a person, go to the church, talk to the men's groups there. You will probably find someone and ask around if you're not real sure about it and you're kind of, you know, you're kind of, uh, kind of leery of somebody. Ask them. It's like, how, how good is this guy with kids? And they will, they will give you their honest assessment. Um, you can, there are civic communities. Uh, there's big brothers, big sisters that, uh, will also provide a lot of the same. Uh, same stuff. You get assigned a, a a mentor, and he meets them once, twice, three times a week, however much. So, find a man that can actually provide the the help that you actually help that you actually need for your for your child, or find a a woman for for your child. So, there are different ways, and I've went ahead and gave. Uh, you want to follow Andrea because Andrea is a really cool person. She's actually a, a coach also, but she helps parents with special needs kids. So if you're interested in seeing what Andrea actually provides, please, you can go uh, follow her. I've got a link to her uh, medium page and also link over to her LinkedIn profile, which is where I'm seeing most of her, uh, most of her content. So now, I've spoke for, wow, almost uh, 20 minutes now. So <laughs> let's get on with the main topic. When I talk about attractive people, are you an attractive person? Like I said before, it's not about your looks. Uh, you can be, you may have somebody who looks nice, but can have just the most ugliest personality out there. 
And it doesn't matter how, and that's where the whole phrase beauty is skin deep comes from because is that person beautiful on the outside and on the inside or are they beautiful on the outside and just miserable on the inside? And there's only way, the only way you can actually find out is by getting to know them, by listening to them. And there are, I've went ahead and took the time to list out seven of the type of people that actually, um, cause that are actually, uh, emo- not emotionally, personality wise, not that attractive at all. Actually, they can come out to being rather, rather ugly people. Um, the first one I'm, uh, is uh, wanted to talk about is actually the whiner. This is the person who just can't find anything good. Everything they come across, there, there's a problem with it. Oh, this waiter just did, overcooked my bread, uh, or the cook overcooked my bread. There's, you know, there's only seven sesame seeds on this bun. Um, do you see how that, uh, how the cab driver looked at me whenever I hopped in the car? They're going to complain about anything and they just whine, moan, groan just about anything. And there's, they always are looking for the cloud in the silver lining and can't find anything positive to actually have to say. But the whiner is so <laughs> draining, emotionally speaking, because you're going trying to go out and you're having trying to have a good time and you've got you're dragging along this this brick that's just wanting to find anything and everything that's possibly wrong and so that's why a whiner just isn't an attractive person if you can't find something good to say about something and you're all you want to do is bitch moan and groan yeah you can find that group of people who just want to sit around and be an echo chamber and just complain but most people, they can, they can tolerate it for a little while, but after a while, it's just like, dude, go, go over someplace else. Cause I, I'm actually having a good time here. I'm enjoying the world and you're just wanting to be this little black green cloud and my Winnie the Pooh impression <laughs> and just sucks the life out of the whole party. Now, the next person who has an absolutely horrible personality. Are the ask holes. Yeah. I know what it sounds like, but it's ask. That's the, this is the type of the guy who comes up to you and asks for advice on something and you give them advice and they, Oh, okay. Okay. And then do nothing about it. And then a little bit later on, they're complaining about the same thing that the same problem, uh, problem that they came to you about and ask you again. So what would you do? And it's like, well, I would do this. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, I think I'll do that. And then they don't ever do that. These are the people that I often call uncoachable. You have them do something or you make a suggestion to them and they're just poop. So often, a lot of times, if I suspect that you are, if I want to verify whether you're coachable or not, I'll have you read a book. Would you stop rattling against the bucket? So <laughs> there, the ask, these assholes are just, you know, they're, you, you want to help them. I mean, initially you're like, Oh yeah, sure. You, I'll, I'll help you with this. And they always come up and they always ask you same thing over and over, but they never take the steps 
needed to actually improve. Now it could be for several different reasons. One, it's they're really brushing up against that discomfort uh, out of their dis- stepping out of their d- comfort zone if they do that, and they're really got that discomfort that they're they're fighting, and they don't ever do it. But if they're just you know, oh yeah, I just got didn't get around to it. Well, dude. You can't do, you can't fix anything if you're not going to take a chance and, and try. So these people, again, start to repel you after a while. You're like, you see, you see Bob from accounting come walking towards you and you're like, Oh God, what does he need now? And eventually you start kind of having to be rude to the guy, poor guy. You want to help him, but he's not willing to help help himself. So there's no way you can help. Him. And so eventually you just have to go, dude, I've told you eight times what to do. Once you get done with doing those, those, uh, the steps I suggested you do, go do them. And they may turn around and go, well, tell me again what it is you, uh, you think I ought to do. No, figure it out. You have to eventually start kind of being rude to the person and drive them away because they just keep tapping the, uh, they keep hitting the 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 ask button, and that's not going to do anybody any good because they're not willing to do anything that is any suggestion that is given to them. Now, the next person is the problem magnet, <laughs> and the problem magnet is the problem magnet is a lot like the 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 whiner, except they're always coming to you with their problems. They. They try, uh, they always have some sort of crisis there. Um, I used to, um, used to call them chaos machines, but they're just, they're the problem magnets because they do, they have a problem. They're, they're a hundred dollars short on the rent. Um, they're, they've got this issue, this issue. Also, these are they're your perpetual victim. And as I said before, victims have no respect. They are not respectable people. And yeah, that sounds mean. It sounds cruel. Cause how can I say that about someone who's got lung cancer? Well, they probably got lung cancer because they were doing, they were smoking. Um, they, uh, they may have had, uh, they had problems in their house. Well, I understand, but everybody has a problem in their life. So these people are always attracting different crises. And it's actually, now when you try to mention it to them, they, you know, oh, well, you think I really like being broke all the time? Actually, yeah, you do because you're comfortable in being broke because they like the problems coming on to them because they get people to pat them on the head and give them words of encouragement and say that that away. Uh, you can do you're 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 better than that. Make all these, you know, give them all these different affirmations when in all reality, if you were to actually take the time to point out, it's like, well, you kind of are the one who stuck yourself in the middle of that swamp. You're going to have to be the one who pulls yourself out. And that's what happens eventually. People get tired of the crisis after crisis after crisis because crises are such a emotionally high level of, of being that you wear out. You get really tired of someone who is coming to you all the time. I've got this problem. I've got, Oh no, my, my kids are, you know, this, my, my boyfriend just, you know, whatever. My, my girlfriend, she's just this psycho chick. You know, we always have that person who just runs into the same burning building day in and day out and wonders why they have singed hair. And again, it, eventually we have to just turn our backs like with any other uh, person who is just 
loves being in the in a victim mindset and is comfortable with being in a victim mindset, you eventually just have to say you're going to have to figure it out yourself. And so we have to separate ourselves away from that different that person type of person. And a lot of times, us men are attracted to the damsel in distress. And what we find out is a lot of times those damsel in, in distresses are actually got themselves in that distressed state. And so that's where I get the saying of, you know what you get when you rescue a damsel in distress? You get a distressed damsel. They're always working on finding another problem that they have to get themselves worked up about. Yeah, it feels good at the moment, but eventually you're just going, really? Again? You didn't learn the other 14 times that... uh that going to, uh, going back to your ex, uh, your ex husband is going to wind up where you got, uh, slapped again. You said he was an abuser, but yet you went back to him. That's your fault. I would love to help you. I'd love to get you out of that environment, but you don't want to be out of that environment. You have to eventually tell them that. And that's the hard part about being, about a problem, about problem magnets is because they seek out us fixers. And I am, I, I'm a fixer. I was, I would walk into a room of 300 women and I would look for the one that needed to be fixed. And that can, that is a, a big problem for a lot of us guys. We, we want to be that knight in shining armor. The next type of personality that just is a, is just an, a, an ugly person. And this is one I have a lot of experience with is the mooch. I was a mooch in my twenties. Uh, I had, I was, Always perpetually broke. I was always asking friends for money. I was always asking friends for, Hey, if they had some food, I was, I called it my, my ramen noodle years. I was in my starvation period where I was eating ramen noodles. And that was a, that's when I had a whole lot of extra money. I could buy myself a week's or two weeks worth of ramen noodles and some, and, and some lettuce and some bread. And I had lettuce sandwiches and ramen noodles. And that was basically all I ate for a while. And if uh, one of my friends at the time, my roommate felt sorry for me, they'd take me out for, for supper and I could have, actually have some actual meat in my diet. But the, the mooch also, much like the others, gets really tiring because you get paid, especially if you're with somebody who gets paid the same amount as what you do. And you're like going, but you're always perpetually broke. Why are you always broke? And it's because they, are again, much like the, the problem magnet, they don't have the resources. They don't see themselves as having the resources to be able to provide for themselves. And so they're always looking to others for handouts. And that's one of the big problems with panhandlers is again, they are basically just kind of mooching off of society. These uh, mooches don't aren't just financial, but it's uh, you've got emotional mooches that, who are always taking emotional energy from those around them, but never providing, taking their, they're never, uh, investing in the, in the social, uh, in the social currency bank, they're in their safe, uh, in their savings account. They're always making withdrawals. They're always doing, doing something where it's just, it, it just will drain you emotionally and energy wise where eventually you're just really, really just tired of being around them. 
and they lose friends and they pick up new friends and they lose those friends and they pick up those friends because, and the same vicious cycle happens over and over because they are always mooching. They're never, never providing a good friend, a good person invests just as much energy, time and money into a relationship as the other person. And that was a hard lesson for me to actually learn. But you have to be, you have to stop being a, an emotional mooch along with a financial mooch. If you want to become somebody that people want to be around. The next one is the liar. This one, obviously, for the, a very obvious reason is because they have no honesty. They are, they will make up excuses on the fly. They, these are the people who, oh, I couldn't because I had, uh, I had a flat tire. Well, dude, I, I happened to see that you've still got the exact same tire on that you not had before. Oh, well, I, I got it fixed before I came to work. You know, they're the people who they have to come up with another excuse. And eventually they, they wind this, you know, oh, the wicked web we weave when we practice to deceive. Well, these people often get themselves tangled up in their wicked web because that's such a hard thing to actually keep track of. Is when you throw around, you know, eight different stories to fit the different scenarios, and those people start talking and going, you know what? I don't think he's all on the up and up. And you're right. You find out, and you start talking to people, and you find out that yeah, Carl is not on the up and up. He has got everything known to man wrong with him, but yet he runs around with no problems whatsoever. You see that. Uh, they use these lies as a means to try to manipulate you. And the light always shines eventually and the lies get blown away. And so the person becomes very defensive because you don't trust them anymore. Well, no reason, no doubt. I don't trust you anymore. You haven't told me an honest thing yet. Why should I trust you? Well, you need to just trust. No, no, you don't need. I don't need to just trust you. Trust is something that is earned. And a lot of times these people want trust without actually earning it. The next one is the clinger. Now, I used to had a case of being very clingy uh, for a while, too. And I actually I would still say I'm a bit on the on the clingy side, but nowhere near as much as uh, some people. And these are the people who have to be around you all the time. You almost dread stepping into work because, you know, you've got, you know, Jonathan shipping who's going to come over and he's going to want to sit there and talk to you for 25, 30 minutes to an hour about nothing. He just has to be around you. And anytime he sees you, he comes over and he's hangs out with you. And if he, when you get off of work, you're, you're at the work at home and here he comes and he's hanging out and he wants to be your friend. You works real hard, he wants to be your friend because he's a very codependent type of person. Again, to use kind of a, uh, metaphysical term for it. Um, these people are often viewed as being, uh, energy vampires because they always have to be pulling. They're almost like a mooch because they are always needing to be around you or some, or somebody else. And it just drains a person so much that they actually, the person uh, who is the idolation of, of the clinger actually starts going, dude, I've, I've got to hide. And they start hiding and they start, you know, doing stupid stuff just so they don't have to, Mess with, you know, with the, this clingy dude. Now, the last one that I want to uh, point out 
is often has the elements of all of these people in them. And that is the dreaded people pleaser. These are the people who do things, go out of their way to make sure that they, that you like them. If they won't have their own, uh, line of thinking, they won't perform their own thoughts. They do everything that they can to make sure that you like them. And it really stresses them out when you really don't care what they do because they have, they want to have that, uh, that affirmation, that, uh, positive energy. And so they will do anything they can to manipulate you into liking them. And so these people, they do, they burn people out left and right. Um, they cause people to all sorts uh, of anguish, anxiety, because again, these people can be clingers. A lot of times they are. They will also mooch off of you. They lie because they will may ask them to do something and they turn around and don't do it. They say, Oh yeah, I can get that done in a couple of days. And four weeks later, you still haven't seen them, seen or heard from them. Um, they often have problems at, all the time. And so they're coming and they're asking you everything. And then they are whining because somebody else doesn't like them. So they is kind of the summation of the, the big boss, if you want, of the unattractive people is the dreaded people pleaser. And if you find that you have any of these types of personalities, good news is, is that you don't have to keep them. You can change your personality. You can start looking if you're, uh, you know, if you're someone who is a whiner, always looking for the wrong, you can make changes in that. You can actually start looking, practicing gratitude. When you uh, do that, you're, you'll, when you actually start having, running like a gratitude journal or things like that, you will find that you are, your uh, em- emotional state, your mindset, completely shifts uh instead of being an asshole start you know take a step it doesn't matter what step it is just take a step to follow what somebody suggests a problem magnet start again i would actually recommend problem magnets to actually go off and practice gratitude that was one of the biggest ways to change your your mindset from a negative scarcity mindset to one of abundance uh the mooch that one's that one's a tough one to change, but you can actually even change and stop being a mooch. Maybe it's where you start uh, you start making sure that you set aside thirty bucks every week or so and start saving a little bit of money. If you are always you know drawing off of people's energies, start doing the uncomfortable thing and try supporting your your friend. The liar. That's a hard thing to break. But one of the best ways to start is just start telling yourself the truth. You will notice that as you are going through life and things like that, you'll see that you actually tell yourself lies. Oh, well, I meant to, I, I meant to take this, this lane when you were in the wrong lane. No, you just flat out lied to yourself. And if you catch yourself doing that, change it. Go, no, no, that was an actual, that was a lie. I screwed up. I didn't mean to go that way. If you're a cleaner, go on a camping trip by yourself. That will straighten out a lot of the insecurities. You'll actually come to understand why you think you need to be around somebody all the dang time. And a lot of times it's because you're afraid of being alone. And to force yourself to be alone will help you realize that, hey, you are actually kind of 
independent. You can actually do stuff on your own without having to worry about dragging somebody along. And then the people pleaser will kind of fall away as you start making changes with these other, uh, with these other personality types. So if you would like to help on actually changing any of these, there is, there's great ways of being able to do that. One of the best ways is to, is the brotherhood of men. You come join up in there and just let them know. It's like, dude, I, I know I am a cleaner. I know I'm a people pleaser and I have got to get out of that. If you are willing to step up and voice that you are, you know, one of these unattractive people as, uh, as the, uh, I think it's Alcoholics Anonymous to, to recognize the problem is the first step to, to recovery. You can actually stop being the asshole. You can stop being a whiner. You can stop being the mooch or the problem magnet or the liar or the clinger or the, even the people pleaser. You can make those changes using the help of like, of a group like the Brotherhood of Men. If you don't want to be in the Brotherhood of Men, that's fine, man. You don't have to be in the Brotherhood of Men. You can, there are other men's groups around there. And if you want uh, a suggestion for another men's group, let me know. I would love to help send you one, uh, send you a, a list of men's groups that can actually help you to stop being any of these. And if you want to contact me, do so by sending an email over to Brian with Y at relaxedmail.com or go to relaxedmail.com forward slash contact. Both of those will send an, uh, send a message my way and I will will help you out. So, guys, with that, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to let you go. You have yourself a wonderful rest of the week. Take care. Be kind. Listen to what other people have to say and listen with an understanding. And just be, just be a, find your joy, (laughs) if that's the message. Find the joy in what's around you. And you'll see that the world is a whole lot better place, a a whole lot happier. So with that, guys, I'll let you go. Take care. Bye.